previously on Damper Sands. Vagan got a new enchanted greatsword that he won't be able to throw into the water, most likely. We went to a city, and some of us want to read books, and some of us want to improve our physical physique, and we leveled up. <laughs> Is that, that's like all that happened, right? <laughs> Welcome to Damper Sands, an all-original D&D 5e actual play podcast. My name is Aaron. I will be your DM for this, I was going to say evening, but I don't really know what time you're listening to this, so this insert time here. You can follow me on Twitter at GoldenTiga, that's G-O-L-D-N-T-I-G-A-H. Are we doing it, everybody? Yeah. Oh. I just thought we could figure out. And hey, this is Martin. You can follow me on Twitter. At Cast Greatsword. What do you play, Martin? I play Vagan the Unmoved. <laughs> this what? is Justin. You. <laughs> this is Justin. I play Dagged, the older orc. And you can follow me on Twitter at Dirge of Life. I'm Brittany. <laughs> What's your character's name? <laughs> yeah. Briar. I play Briar. You can follow me on Twitter at... Breeblock. Breeblock! <laughs> Leave in the hole you telling him what to say to you. <laughs> Oh, man. Hold on. I'm Josh. I play Terrence Long Bottom Blood the Third. You can follow me at Josh on Twitter. Twitter. With an A. You can also... <laughs> Email us at dampersandspod at gmail.com or Twitter us at dampersandspod on Twitter. <laughs> You're welcome. Aaron was literally talking about on the way here how we should not be messing it up yet because we haven't established a routine to circumvent. <laughs> so and we totally did it. Sorry. I wasn't there for that conversation. I feel I like I started. Also, this. not there for that. I know. It, I, it worked. It was perfect. It happened it was good. naturally. So the story begins on another boat because boats are what we are obsessed with. But none of us have a vehicle C proficiency. Vehicle C? C I have an A license, not a C license. So Wait, what do you mean the story begins on a boat? Roll for sailing, everyone. <laughs> sailing. Can I roll for piracy? Can I be a pirate? No. Uh, your, bro- your, your boat's breaking down. Ah, 15. I steal another boat. Okay, that one now breaks down. Ugh, 15. I steal another boat. All right, that one now breaks down. Oh, a, a five. You drown to death. <laughs> Damn it. And then get eaten by a kraken. Gah. And stabbed with your own greatsword. And... I revive in Davy Jones' locker. Right? Mm-hmm. That's how piracy works. Isn't yeah. it? Alright, so... It is morning. I think I would have tried to wake up before dawn to get us on the road. We have a busy day. On the road again. I can't wait to get to the library again. I would also <laughs> think that Vagan would be up at an unreasonably early hour. Probably to go to the gym again. Mm-hmm. Come back to... Min-Max. Min-Max. Min-Max gym. <laughs> Terrence, we know, is already awake, because all he does is trance out like a weirdo. After Vag's workout and whatever else you guys are doing. I mean, Vag would have to prepare spells for the day. You know, you have to get up, get your gear on, whatever. You come together in the... What's the name of this inn? Diplomat's Daughter. In the Diplomat's Daughter... Come together, area, communal, <clears throat> cafeteria. Come together. Come together right, right now, now mm-hmm. over, over the me. diplomat's daughter. Ooh. Ooh, that has some kind of... Thanks. So you guys meet together for, I don't know, breakfast or whatever. And... In the common room? Yeah. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Well, I said what about breakfast at Tiffany's? Wait. And she said, I think I remember that film. And I said... If I recall, we both kind of liked it. God damn it. Well, I don't like one it. One thing we got. <laughs> 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 I 
Wait, is the diplomat's daughter's name Tiffany? Oh. <laughs> yes. It is now. <laughs> uh, so what do you guys want to do? You guys got a couple meetings booked for the day? I say we just get the meetings out of the way. Let's just go talk to some people. I mean, I'm on board for that because then we don't have to be rushed to the library. Blanche mm-hmm. had specifically said, or we had rather specifically said that Blanche set up her meeting for like noon, lunchtime. Mm-hmm. But Skarner just said, come by the office, like find his place, whatever. And then Peeps wanted to go to the library too. Let's go get paid. Dollar, dollar bills. You guys heading to Skarner's? Sure. Mm-hmm. All right, out into the city you guys go. You guys are close to the merchants section of Irie. Uh And they, I say they, the authority of Irie sort of has a segment off in this corner. Where you guys can go and find Skarner's office. But where he pointed out on the map, it's kind of odd because you start seeing kind of like a large crowd gathered in that area. And the closer you get, you realize that it looks like they're gathered outside of Skarner's office. And they don't really look, like, upset or anything. They're just all sort of staying there. There's a little bit of excited chatter. And then one of them in the crowd sort of turns and sees you guys. And then points and yells, there they are! And all of these people turn. And on seeing you guys, they erupt in applause and cheers. As you get closer... Heading to this office, you would start recognizing some of their faces as people from the boat. If you guys are walking through the crowd, I imagine you are, up to the office door. They're thanking, you know, trying to shake your guys' hand or give hugs or make you kiss their babies or whatever. So, one of my my background is, like, folk hero. And I always assume that, like, folk hero applies to, like, where you come from. Like, if you go to, like, a new place... You're not really their folk hero because you haven't done anything. Would I be a folk hero here now? Uh, yes. For a small amount of the population. Yes. Okay. Because obviously this is the capital city of the main, you know, kingdom in this land. So not everyone here is going to hear about what happened. But Roll for folkiness. <laughs> but, but I do have, like, people here that would, like... If, Help me out. Right. If if you, like, got contact information or whatever, like, they recognized you on the street, like, yeah, you definitely, all of you guys would have folk hero status with, again, a very minute population of like the city. Like, if you saw one, they might buy you a pint at the tavern or right. something. Right. Yeah, exactly. My background's hermit. Does that apply here? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like we have the opposite backstories. That's great. <laughs> yeah, Folk Hero and Hermit are pretty much opposites. Yeah. Alright, so you guys heading into the office. You guys want to say anything to your fans? Sign some autographs or anything like that? I want to like like pick up a child by like flexing them and like pose for like <laughs> portraits. <laughs> okay. This guy in the crowd drawing really quick. Right. So Vag is standing out there with a child on his forearm, just posed for three and a half hours. And then you guys go in. Like, I'm doing, like, some hearts and minds thing. Like, you know, everybody notices me. I'm the one that, like, cleft people in twain, covered in blood. And threw his sword in the water. Yep, they know. Oh, we Briar, don't, we don't oh, talk okay. about that. Briar's definitely uncomfortable with the attention and trying to, like, blend in to the group of four as well <laughs> as she can. Okay. Terrence sets a baby up on a stack of barrels and extends its arm lazily. And then he goes like this toward it. So somebody can paint him. You gotta explain you gotta what explain you're doing. What that so this the, is. the two fingers are sort of pointing very relaxed and whimsically toward each other. Is that is it Adam or David? Almost is as if it's Michael, Adam. Almost Adam. as if Michelangelo was designing it. <laughs> are you not, not the ninja shirt? What's that painting called? Are you both naked? Uh isn't it creation of man or something? I think it yeah. is. Okay. Anyway, yeah. he's reenacting that. We're probably cutting that. Doesn't matter. Terrence punts a baby. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Daggett catches it in the air and spikes it down. Jeez. <laughs> you know what? Briar leaves oh, the party. Daggett dives I, and catches someone, care about the gold. someone in the background uses a piece of chalk and just writes six <laughs> up behind you guys. <laughs> All right. So oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. So you go into the office and uh, it's stereotypical office that you'd think there's a big old desk and a couple of chairs and you see Skarner I was going to say Ace Skarner you know just one of them Why Ace Skarner comes out right. was that a plot secret dun, dun, dun. <laughs> one of the Skarners I'm sorry I mean Skarner is sitting behind the desk and he looks a little frazzled his sunglasses are a little crooked. Uh, his tie isn't quite straight and zipped up all the way. His tie zips? No. Not, <laughs> not like a zipper zip, but you know, like, hold oh, okay. tight. It's relaxed. There's a cigarette in his between his fingers and also one smoking on an ashtray nearby. Mm. Oh, yes, please. Come in, come in. I'll have a seat. And there's like... You see papers piled up, and it looks like different reports scattered across his desk. And then behind him is one of those boards with the red string going from tack to tack. What is that? Pegboard? Is that what that's called? Cork board. Conspiracy board. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry about the mess. Been awake most of the night, just filling in certain people, talking to other people. Sit. Did I say, did I offer you a seat? Sit, please. Are there enough seats in this office? No, there's two <laughs> seats. <laughs> Jared stands. Vagan sits down on both seats. They both break <laughs> under your weight. He puts his feet up on the other one. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, I want to thank you guys for all of your help on the boat, the boats, all all of the boats. I We're still going over everything that happened, so I just wanted to make sure that we all have the same information together and also of course there's your guys' payment and then uh that crowd out there was pretty excited uh, we'll, we'll get to that so what happened from your guys's point of view so you guys don't have to do this in character but i thought it was important that right now we all get on the same base what clues we have what we know happened what we any theories anything like that and just that way it's out there and we have it together in one episode okay so renar did it all right <laughs> right is this the time i reveal my fan theories that i've been texting you about for months? i mean you can <laughs> you definitely can starting off we awake from consciousness halfway through an interrogation <laughs> you weren't unconscious the, during the first part the captain is dead maybe there's mind control maybe we killed him no okay. i rolled a natural 20 on investigation and you said you realize you're the murderer all along. I'm pretty sure I'm the murderer for at least the first captain. Terrible. Second captain. I thought I said the murderer is inside you the whole time. <laughs> exactly. All right. So second captain. Obviously different. It's it's unexplained how all these ha- happen at the same time. But like, really, second captain, Renard killed his uncle. Obviously. Okay. No. This I'm isn't... sorry this had to happen, Uncle Al. Obviously, he did it, right? So not <laughs> next vote. Okay, let's 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 not let's not go over Justin's fan theories. <laughs> let's just look at the facts. One, you know that the captain on the first boat you guys were on before you knew each other as intimately was murdered, and you know that Skarner was there and was questioning everything about that. Uh, the next boat you go to is there's a tech. On that boat as well, and it's burned down with the captain inside, which may or may not be related. His nephew was also on the boat. You questioned the nephew, and he admitted to smuggling. Smuggling. Fire. He didn't things. say specifically, yeah. right? Just things smuggling that things. Irie wouldn't be happy with, right? Every now and then into Irie. Uh, Terrence, while you guys were on that boat, Terrence was on a different boat that just the rudder was Is broken. This her Majesty. Yes. Is this her majesty? God in the um, The next boat is when you all meet. Blanche also arrives. And on that one, is, the captain was acting kind of fishy. And then mm-hmm. some paladin stuff happened. Captain turned one of the guards into a zombie. 
Again, by that's pointing a at him. That's a theory. I mean, something was wrong with the guards. Right. The guards they definitely didn't turned sing- zombie yeah. and tried attacking mm-hmm. Blanche. And you guys defeated them. Guard A turns zombie, kills guard B. Or maybe Skarner killed him with the other guy's sword. Here's my theory. Hold on. Before we get into Wait, theories. did we figure out that the captain was poisoned? Because he healed him. He, he healed poison. He was him. either poisoned or diseased. Right. Oh, you, it would okay. definitely, like, Vag would know it was one of those things because he, like, obviously did his paladin magic and suddenly the captain was fine. Or the captain was faking it the whole time. And would then, he be able to feel that? Can he, I mean. I don't know if he necessarily can feels. Can he feel you taking the diseases out of the person? And, I mean, there's nothing that says that he can feel it. I was throwing that in for flavor. Okay. I guess logically the captain could be faking it. Not logically, Mm -hmm. but rather theoretically. It's possible. It's all part of the So then when then you were supposed to be free and clear, giant crab smashes into the boat, climbs aboard. Mm -hmm. You guys almost die, but you kill it. Get off the ship. And now here you are. Also, we took a captive on boat number two. He didn't say much. Yes, he did take a captive. He's still tied to a tree. He's not. Any actual theories into why someone wants to kill Blanche? My theory is somebody wants somebody wanted to prevent someone from getting to Irie, or they wanted to kill them. They weren't sure which ship they would be on, so they kind of just attacked all of them. But once Blanche was identified, somebody targeted her specifically. Either someone specifically targeting us. Or specifically trying to target Blanche, or just doesn't like boats. Well, I think Skarner would narrow those ones down by pointing to his little map with the red strings everywhere and pointing out that the boat, it wasn't like all boats who ferried to Irie were attacked. Like he, that's what he spent his night doing was questioning what else has been happening. It's just been this side of the river and it's only been boats that had the possibility of ferrying Blanche. So it was slowly narrowing it down. Like if the boat that you guys were on hadn't have been burned down, there would have been two boats that Blanche could have gotten on, but it did burn down. So she only had one choice. And so it was sort of narrowing down. At least that'd be my theory, Garner would tell you. All I know is whoever's doing this is terrible at scouting. They could have been on any of the boats and just blended in and killed whoever they wanted. But instead, they're just like, ah, let's destroy boats. You know what? I've thought about that. I don't know if you said that in character or not. Sure. But Skarner would mimic a similar thought. Like, if they can get on the boats enough to sabotage them and they're trying to kill someone, why didn't they just kill them? I would probably, I mean, Briar would probably be thinking that somebody might be after her, except that there was no recognition with anybody that she fought with. Or any, I don't know. So she think I would, de- I mean, she would definitely have been It would wondering. cross her mind yeah. that it could be her personally. Yeah. But then what would that have to do with the boat that was disabled that Terrence was on, that you weren't on? Maybe that's part of why the theory doesn't work. Yeah. So Skarner would kind of wrap it up with... The one thing that all of these have in common that I can see is Blanche. It seems like whatever these attacks were, I mean, unless someone's specifically targeting someone else that we don't know, it seems like she's the obvious. But it seems just as obvious that they're targeting us three as it is Blanche. But boats that you weren't on, that she was but on. Boats that were, she wasn't on were also attacked. Oh, uh, that's true. Okay, so... Either they're after Blanche or they're after one of you three. And it just so happens that a high-ranking official was also caught up in this and her bodyguards were zombified. Exactly. So can we do some digging on Blanche before we meet her? Yeah, I'm thinking we need to somehow figure out without alerting her that we're interested. So, uh, Skarner, what do you know about this Blanche? Well, I've... Been doing a little questioning of that as well. I recognize the name. Um, she, I have her official title right here. Blanche Montgomery, attorney at law. Do you need help? If you or a loved one has taken an arrow to the knee, <laughs> might be call Gal because I'm not answering your phone calls. <laughs> if you What's or a loved phone? one 
has been affected by smoldering sickness. Call now. <laughs> you could be entitled to financial compensation. Her official title is Minister of Merchant Affairs. She's not in the Council of Irie, but pretty close. She's even sitting in on some of the meetings. Far as I can tell, she's in charge of making sure the merchants are connected with who they need to be connected with in order to get goods or contacts. She's a people person. She's like a walking black book. She has sex a lot. <laughs> oh, no. That's not what a black book is. Mm, can be. Can be. <laughs> it's a list of contacts. A little black book. It's my booty call book. Maybe yours is. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, it's a really short book. <laughs> so, yeah, Skarner's obviously, like, I can't, don't know if she's complicit in any of this. All I know is that my detective instincts say she's the common thread. Have we uh, gotten any information from that prisoner yet? He's due to arrive today. Uh, while we boarded that boat, my guards brought him on foot here. But you guys already questioned him. I don't know if we'll be able to get much more out of him. Uh, right, so uh, I I remember you guys have a meeting with Blanche or whatever, but just be careful. She's a powerful person that acts behind the scenes. Again, I'm not saying she's, you know... Guilty of anything, but she's the boat destroyer. That's what they. Co- that's her nickname. Actually, <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, right. So, the payment that I had talked to you about has been changed slightly. Terrence visibly stands up from the bookshelf he was leaning against. I like take my feet down from them being kicked up on his desk. I start playing with my <laughs> dagger, and he like points to this giant like. Santa Claus Christmas bag sized bag over by the door. Could one of you put that up on the desk for me? I chuckle <laughs> and like one hand grab it and Alright. So uh, make it a strict saving or a strict check. You just add my strength to it? Yeah. Fourteen. Uh yeah, use both hands. <laughs> I mean it wouldn't be the first time I had to use both hands. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, so all your people out there, they were here before I was this morning. Um, and a lot of them have been passing into the office or through the office, dropping off various knickknacks and whatnot for you guys. So, uh, yeah, he grabs the bottom of the bag and like pulls it up and the desk is just filled with a bunch of like random trinkets and stuff like that we can go through later. But, um, it amounts to, through all the copper and silver and very few, but a little bit of gold pieces here and there. It's mostly copper and silver. About 250 gold a person. Person, huh? And among the trinkets and little heirloom items, there are five that really stand out to you. One is a small shiny gem. One is a little bag of pearls with three of them. Uh, there's a jar of dust. Uh, there's a long metal rod and a staff that the head of it is shaped like a snake. Daggett grabs that and immediately claims that as his, using dibs. <laughs> uh, and he, like, you see Skarner, like, lean forward, like, through the, uh, like, sifting through a lot of the junk that's in, like, some, like I said, it's a lot of, like, weird old trinket stuff. Uh, but he pulls out some notes and like, uh, th- I guess these are these items. And passes them around. What's a jar of dust? Jar of dust. Gem. I'm going to find out what things are before deciding who, who gets best what? suited for. Right, so the gem is called a gem of brightness. It has three charges. Or, yeah, three charges and each does a different thing. Um, so the first one can shed bright, right, bright light in a certain area. The second charge can cause one direct beam of light, like in one area, and can blind someone. And then the third charge can send out a shorter beam, but it's like a cone, so it can affect more people of bright light that can blind them. And when all three of these charges are used, the gem just becomes like a regular gem. And that was not... Was that the pearls, or was that's that... the gem? There's okay, a, there is yeah. a gem individually right. from the pearls. Okay. So the pearls all are called pearls of power, 
and there's three of them in the little bag. You can crush one and absorb its power, and you uh, get back one of your expended spell slots. And it can be for level two or one. Uh, the dust is interesting. Um, the dust is called Dust of Dryness. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. No, just just stop there. Next. <laughs> uh, it has eight uses. You can sprinkle a pinch of it over water. The dust turns a cube of water 15 feet on a side into one marble-sized pellet, which floats, floats or rests near where the dust was sprinkled. Um, someone can use an action to smash the pellet, and the pellet will shatter and release the water the dust absorbed. So that's kind of cool. That's real cool. Yeah. It's so weird and one of those things you have to force into using. Right? <laughs> I love magic stuff like this. Where it's like, you have it, and I have no idea when you're going to use it. It's like, I'm really excited for Three years do. down the line, it's like, use it oh shit, I got this. Absorb the water in somebody's body? No. What if Turn they ate it? to a pellet? <laughs> what if, um, even if they ate the dust? No. Vagan eats the dust. You die. <laughs> It absorbs all the water. <laughs> Good. Good. Now we know we can use this to poison. Your death was not in vain. Um, shoot, I lost the page. The rod and staff. The rod is an immovable rod. Uh, it's a pretty common d item. It has a little switch on it. So you hold it out, and when you that. hit the switch, it stays mm-hmm. in place. Mm-hmm. And nothing can move it mm-hmm. until you hit the switch again. What would you ever use that for? It's, one of, it's again, one of those things Limbo? that, like... You don't know. Dabs. Climb with it. Dabs. Or like, if you hold someone down, you turn it mm. on. You just put it over their neck and it's like a barbell. Wait, wait, wait. So on like American Ninja Warrior, could you like if jump you had two here and switch yeah. it? Yeah. If you had two, you could pull yourself up and then jump off of it, yeah. release yeah. it, and raise it higher. Yes. And just do that and climb. So we got the rod. What does the staff do to comfort me? <sighs> Do you hate Bible references? <laughs> it's just so cheesy. He's like groaning. <laughs> Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize either. there's nothing left. <laughs> okay, so this is a staff of the python. Mm, it really comforts. You can use a command word and throw it on the ground within 10 feet of you, and the staff becomes a giant constrictor snake. Aaron, what are you going to do to it? Uh, bonus oh, action, this? you can turn it to mm. its staff, and its normal staff, like, uh, whatever, <laughs> shape. Uh, so if the snake is ever reduced to zero hit points, it dies and reverts to the staff, and then the staff shatters and is destroyed. Ooh. What are the stats on the snake? Can you use the staff it's in the monster manual? As a bow staff? Yeah. Like a quarter staff? What? I yeah. want it. So bad. No. <laughs> I would like the that rod. The movable rod? I mean that's really up to you guys to decide. I mean, I'm interested in the pearls and the dust, but I mean I think we'll I think negotiate. each of us can have a pearl. I mean each of us that are magically gifted. Well you wanna like spread it out like that? Is it oh, why not? Oh, the monk's the one that's not magically gifted. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're calling these hands not magical? <laughs> not yet. Seen me throw You're not high enough level for them to be magical. <laughs> Do you guys want to say who's taking what? Just for the people out there. Who Anybody got that? an argument with the rod? No. You got the staff? Sure. I mean, you need one. I'll Might take as well. She <laughs> wants the dust. I'll take the gem. Okay. And then we share and the pearls. And then we share the pearls. Ah, we're so nice. Wait, there's right. three of them. Yeah. And there's three spellcasters. Three of us. Yeah. It gives you back a spell slot. You don't have spellcasters, you don't right? Have. Yeah, but it gives me one from none. No. 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 <laughs> In that case, give him all three. Yeah. <laughs> Just any spell he wants. Okay, so those are divvied up. You guys got your 250 gold piece. Oh, wait, what's it called? Two. Dust of dryness? Yes. yes. You'd call it anti-moisture dust. <laughs> if you guys come across anything else, any other information about all this, please let me know. Are yeah. there any glasses in the bag? Like spectacles? Yeah. Are you visually impaired? No. Uh, sure. 
I'm going to pop the lenses out and put, put them on as a disguise. Who are you? Where's Brian? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else for Skarner? Skarner. Oh, no, it's been a no, pleasure. No, no. Okay. Get out. Get out of his office. Go away. I hate Terrence you. Takes Bye. 10 I hate putting you. all the items back inside the bag. Okay. What do we do with this? Do we have to lug this around? We immediately I'll, go and sell I'll it in exchange it. for just gold. Oh, that works too. Yeah, uh, we do. I think we should all just like display our wealth while walking through the crowd. <laughs> I mean, I feel like when I walk out with the sack full of goods, I do like make a show of like being grateful. Okay. To all of. Roll a performance. I would also like to make it look like I'm grateful. Okay. Roll a deception. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't even argue it. He was just like, well. 13. Okay. Six. (laughs) You seem more grateful. No. I mean, you you seem more outwardly grateful than your brother does. Mm-hmm. Wow, who's actually grateful? <laughs> this is bullshit. You you just come off as more rushed. They get that you're thankful, but it's just sort of like they can tell that you're on I your way to do advantage. something. Else. I'm their hero. So and is I, he? I thrive on being their hero, though. <laughs> Terrence takes the dollar sign hanging from the massive gold chain and just kisses it, and then like. Does the two finger like I like I'm watching it to everybody? Okay, weird flex, but okay. I mean, I have to do something now. You don't. You don't have to. Well, I. Well, they don't know you. Who you hide. Are. Yeah, you've got glasses. I. Yeah. Nobody I knows pull you. Pull my exist. hood further you, down my face and cross my arms over my chest. You specifically notice people and like skulk. trying to like look into Scarner's <laughs> office, wondering where Briar is. Briar, go. Yeah, she gone. She gone. I mean, they probably don't even know your guys' names. Briar, wave to the people. How tall are you, uh, Deg? Like six four. Okay. So I'm the tiny person of the crew. Yes. Okay. Very much. All right, you guys heading to Blanche? Yeah, there's nowhere else we can go to find information on her than directly to her. Like, I don't know. I mean, like... I what, don't see. what does she do? I, I mean, feel like we can just ask does, her. I still don't know what she does. She's a politician. She steals. Yeah, all right. It's not like I can look up like <laughs> what, how she voted on certain anything. She I'm puts just... people in contact with other people. Okay. What? I mean, all right. Can we go see Gail first? I don't Gail. know. Gal. Who that? Gal. Is He's, it Gal? It's Gal. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Gal. Darn it. Okay. That's his name. It's Gal. All right. Again, making your way back through the merchant district. Walking uh, fast. Yes. Faces pass. No. Mm-hmm. No faces pass. <laughs> and I'm gale bound. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> uh, and her office is located between the merchant district and the uh, uh what the high the rich this the it's not called the rich district. The one percent. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> there is the upper district. The Cloud District. You it's don't like, get there uh, very often. <laughs> anyway, she would be at the northern end of the Merchant District office located there. Merchant adjacent. Terrence walks up to the receptionist. Is this Blanche's office? Uh, yes, right there. She like points to one of the doors and has... Blanche minis- Montgomery, <laughs> attorney at law. <laughs> and across from that is another door that says Blanche Montgomery, Minister of... Magic. Merchant affairs. Merchant affairs, yeah. Terrence kind of leans down to the secretary. What's that new bill that Blanche is trying to pass? Oh, are you referring to the people over our people? Yeah, that one. Oh, yes, it's uh, very... uh, has a lot of controversy around it right now, but we're very excited for the traffic that it's getting. It sounds like a slaving bill. (laughs) People over our people? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Why? It sounds like slaving... Being a Can slaver. you describe what the bill is? Oh, it's just talking about that, you know, as being the kingdom that isn't under the rule of a deity. Why are we under the rule of a deity? It seems a little uh, counterintuitive. Who's the deity? Well, I mean, <laughs> he's called the Undying King. He's not necessarily mortal, right? So is this bill supposed to overthrow the king? No, no. Overthrow is such a powerful word. I think what... The word you're looking for is undermine. 
No, no, just that we believe that an elected official would be more beneficial to the society as a whole. What do I know about the Undying King? A role history. He is the like true neutral deity, or not deity, but the true neutral power in Tarim. That like he's the one that kind of helped step in, keep the peace among the gods, keep the world ending war that was about to happen away. He brokers brokered a lot of peace and treaty amongst gods that otherwise would fight. And that he's in charge. I mean, he doesn't come out in public very often. <clears throat> he's for the most part seen as like a benevolent king. No one really worships him like a deity. What did you roll, by the way? Eleven. So I 11. feel like I know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So this is—it's all like pretty. You know the general information that everyone else does. I think I'm going to roll history as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah I've anyone been studying okay. for a long time. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yeah. Um. So in your reading, Terrence, you would know that there are some uh, different groups of people that believe the Undying King. We, like that's how we got his title is the fact that he's immortal and that he's been around for all these centuries and that he's basically uh, people believe that he has deity powers just like any of the other gods even though he claims that the kingdom of Tor is a god free zone that they don't rule or they don't worship any of the deities and they're not ruled by a deity but there's a lot of groups not necessarily a lot but there's vocal groups that say that that doesn't make any sense. He's basically a god that they all have to pay homage to. And you know that he has white hair. <laughs> History. Terence relays all that information to the oh. entire party. There's only one god that I recognize. Oh, Terence rules. One of those people. <laughs> well, I mean, like... <laughs> You kind of have to recognize have, all of them. Does it have anything to do with the fact that he gave you something? <clears throat> My powers as a paladin and a magical sword. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you guys know. Have you told them you got this sword from your god? Probably. You probably bragged about it. Yeah. So she would even hand you like a little pamphlet that's got people over our people. And the first people is in all caps. And sort of like hitting home that, oh, it should be actual people governing us, not a god claiming to be not a god. Oh, are you guys here for an, uh, an appointment with Miss Blanche or just curious about the bill? Yes, she had asked to see us today. Oh, great. Oh, are you the, and she like looks down at her notebook, uh, adventuring heroes with that one guy that I really like, the tall and slender one gal, what's his name? <laughs> Uh, does it say in there that you like the cut of someone's jib? Oh, that's under three different accounts today. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's us. Yeah, probably us. <clears throat> Great. Um, You guys should be able to just go right in. I've taken my glasses off, so oh. it's not to confuse her. <laughs> oh, where, where'd you come oh, from? Ryan, I didn't know you were here. <clears throat> Terrence opens the door first and peeks in and then sort of comes in. Uh, so this office would have a very different look than Skarner's, which was kind of like stereotypical police detective desk with stuff scattered everywhere. This is a very neat uh, and organized office. It's long with, you know, fancy looking decorations here and there. Uh, marble? From, yeah. Yeah. There's a big marble top desk right in the center with a very fancy letter opener in its own little sheath standing up. You know, there's a giant elk head mounted behind the desk over a fireplace. Big, like, overstuffed leather chairs. How many chairs? Seven. I want to investigate the elk head. You just want to, like, stroll I right just... over there and... I want to yep. investigate the chairs. <laughs> All seven. Which chairs? You know, is there close? a camera in one of the eyeballs or something? Which chair is closest <laughs> to the desk? The, the one that's closest. I'm going to sit in that chair and kick my feet up. Which chair is closest <laughs> I to gotta, me? I got to get that detect magic spell. Ye old video camera. Uh, be clairvoyance, maybe? I don't it's know. like a, a guy big... with a ton of, like, a whole scroll. And he's just, like, slowly <laughs> wheeling it, like, peeking through the moose's head. <laughs> drawing the scene as it unfolds. Hello, Minister Montgomery. Ah, uh, yes, I was hoping you guys would get here early. Come on in. 
you come on in. Are you? Is everyone gonna sit? Are you gonna yeah. like stand awkwardly? Yeah. I mean, there's enough room for everyone to like sit down. She's sitting, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Gals kind yeah, of standing at the side of the desk with his notebook, jotting things down. I sit closest to the elk head. <clears throat> she actually clears her throat like that. <clears throat> that wasn't just me. That one, the little one was, but the big one was. It was her. <laughs> Someone's trying to kill me. Yeah, yeah. He kind of gathers. Right. That. Throws a hand over his mouth. <laughs> exasperated surprise. Or us. <gasps> right. That's why I said, like, the thought crossed my mind that maybe one of you is important enough that someone's actually trying to go through all this effort. But I mean, I'm just playing the odds, honey. It's me. They're trying to kill me. Vagan is a holy paladin. Uh, do people try to kill paladins very often? Maybe. I don't think they do. So, uh,. I'd be very interested in y'all being the ones looking into this, because I'd rather not die. Let's talk payment. Just like that? I'll, okay, that was easy. He throws it out <laughs> sort of as a joke. Sarcastic. But sort of, so she talks about <laughs> right, it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that can be discussed before, I mean, after we talk about what exactly looking into it would mean. We keep going on boats until they sink and we catch some clues. Catch some what? Clues. Hmm. Cash some clues. Cash some clues. Cash is clay. Terrence whispers to Mon- Montgomery. Cash me outside. Da, da, da. <sighs> <laughs> um, is there anyone you're aware of that's out to get you? <laughs> Honey, yes. Uh, which one of you would have taken the pamphlet? Terrence probably. Pam- is right. the one talking yeah. to Vag- Vag- can't read. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just I'm good kidding. to know. <laughs> I, can, I can read. He teach me how to swing a sword. I teach him how to. Oh man, this is gonna be such great bonding swing. episodes. <laughs> Dag. All right, right hook. Okay, this is an eye. <laughs> Dag multi classes into fighter. Vag multi classes into high school. <laughs> Kindergarten. Oh, <laughs> <sir. laughs> um, multi class into a wizard. So she would kind of point at the pamphlet, like, oh, so so y'all know about people over our people? Uh, just now, the uh, attractive young girl out at the desk. Well, uh, as you can imagine, proposing something like that brings all sorts of enemies to the surface. Though it's not necessarily public information that I have anything to do with that. Who is in the public trying to pass this? Jimmy's been doing a lot of the face work. On this bill, getting out there trying to get some traction going. Appeared to be one of the common folk. Well, he is one of the common folk. Is he's he not highborn. This office? No, he's got his own thing going on. Uh, he's gonna be running for the council coming up. Do you think you could get us a meeting with him? Who's trying to kill you? I feel like we're sidetracked here. Well, I mean, do That's people know that you guys are in? I mean, so he's the public face, right? And I'm just sort of a go-between. I mean, that's. That's what I do. I just connect people with other people, and I get the right words to the right ears. That's really my job. Do you think that the people trying to murder you are murdering you because of the bill? It wouldn't be one of the only reasons. I've got a theory. Do you think they just don't like boats? I could get you a meeting with Jimmy if you needed it. I just want to explore all angles. Why would... I, I don't get why Jimmy would have anything to do with you being killed. Have they been sinking Jimmy's boats? I don't think he has any boats. Well, how about we just sit around and uh, be your bodyguards? Well, that seems a possibility, but I, I could just hire anyone to be a bodyguard. I need someone out there asking the right questions, making the right moves to find out who's behind all of this. But you've already hired anybody for your bodyguards, and they just turned to zombies, so maybe we're the ones. I, I don't I think that was... Bump. Did you Dagged. Just... Dagged. I fist bump Dagged for that. Dagged is a pretty cool name. Should have gone with Dagged. I don't yeah, remember that. You really, you really messed up. Man. Yeah. Okay, so what are the other options? Um. I'm sorry. Let me say that in my character voice, which is almost exactly the same as my own voice. So who else do you think is trying to kill you? Oh, I, I don't know who exactly it could be. Um, My guess would be... Someone who doesn't want power to leave the, the palace. Someone that benefits from the king being the king. So, the king. Whoa, 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 whoa. Gal, don't write that down. 
I'm <laughs> not accusing the king of anything. You would not hear that from my lips in this city. But outside of this city... She doesn't say anything. Do you have any enemies amongst the traitors? The merchant folk? Nah. They, they would not be able to operate as smoothly if it wasn't for me, and they all know that. They know what hand feeds them, and they ain't gonna bite it. So who would want the king still in power? Do you have any names? Do you have a actual lead? Or do you just want us running around asking questions that will get us killed? <laughs> well, I'd like to see them try. <laughs> well, I'm working on something right now. I can't give you a name right this moment. But if y'all are in town for another day or two, I could give you something solid. Sounds like a plan. We can definitely How much does this pay? Um, she... I'm not really sure what all this will entail. So we might have to do a little adjusting by the end of all of it. Let's say you just give us each 50 now, and then upon completion, you can determine what the next payment is. I was just waiting for you to give a ridiculous number, because <laughs> you're so good at that. 8,000 gold. It's too high. Each. We did save your life. Well, if I remember right, uh, <clears throat> Skarner had already brought you on the job for that, so you were working when you did that. It didn't necessarily have anything to do with me. Well, I guess that would have been you three. We were just uh, obligated to protect the ship's captain. Yeah. Really? To be honest, I was uh, protecting Skarner and my future payment from him. Anyway, please, you guys act like I'm ungrateful. I've already had a word with a lot of the merchants in there and that they're looking out for a group like you guys. And I put in a good word for some of my favorite adventurers in the city. You'll contact us in a couple of days to let us know some names? Right. I'll have Gal drop off the information in your first payment, I guess. If you guys find out anything on your own, feel free to stop by the office. Do you have any ideas where we should start asking? The names. As it has already been inferred, it is dangerous to ask questions if you don't necessarily know the information you're looking for. Going around the city asking who's trying to kill Blanche Montgomery is probably going to get you a lot of who's Blanche Montgomery. Not exactly in the public eye. Only people who need to know me are people who know me. As to where to start, I mean, you could talk to Jimmy. He's been the face of all this. He might know some of the uh, opposition a little more personally than I am. I've been trying to stay removed from this as much as possible so that it doesn't interfere with my other affairs. Clearly that did not work. Right. Yes. Well... Lesson learned, right? Gal wrote it down. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, Gal has a jar of licorice sweets right over there on your way out, if you'd like to take one. What flavor? Red. red. Sweet. Ew. Fagin takes the whole jar. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gal, Gal's like holding it out to you. He's, He's going to like take the, the jar. Thing. <laughs> He's handing him the job. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, like he has the lid in the other hand. He doesn't, doesn't take the lid. He just takes the take job. It. All right. I, I wanna, I, I'd like take it, and I assume that he's going to look at me shocked. Yeah. And I'd just like not do him. Well, he offers you the lid. <laughs> I take the lid. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he like looks over at Blanche, and Blanche just has a sort of like, like shaking her head, like shrugging kind of. Kind of like orcs. <laughs> What's she gonna do? All right. She's got some misplaced faith in us, man. Um. So you three are heading off to the Library of Irie, the Library, <laughs> as you will. <laughs> library. Library. So you would find it. It's actually not too far from Blanche's office. Mm-hmm. My mind blanched, blanked. <laughs> <laughs> it's very large, ornate stone building. It is gorgeous to look at. Obviously, well-crafted. Probably dwarven foundation with some elven filigree. Elven what? Filigree. 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 Filigraphy. It's my world. It's called filigraphy. Filigraphical maps made by elves. Made by elves. Why do you sound like the guy from... Made... We need your help. <laughs> I'm just laughing because the voice sounds funny. Is that like from Is it or Galaxist? It's a good movie. <laughs> Alright, I'm done. Gorgeous building. <clears throat> 
You walk through the giant wooden doors between two, I was going to say lion statues, but I'm going to go with chimera statues. Mm -hmm. Camera statues? And yeah, it looks like a huge, gorgeous, beautiful, book-filled library. I take a deep... Whiff. You say you <laughs> I feel like that's the wrong word, but like I'm excited to. Sn- no, I, I I'd like to smell the crack of the building. I want to smell the books. It I'm excited to be in the library. Like book. Yes. There's that, a large, a smell. Old desk in front of you with a. I was gonna say table lamp, but like it's not like electricity. It's just sort of a light there. Probably magic. And an old robed figure sitting behind the desk leaning over a book. And he looks up and smiles. Creepy smile? Or oh no. It's well, very it's... endearing, welcoming. Daggett smiles back. Welcome to the library. Uh, is there anything I can help you find today? I think they had something in particular. Ah, uh, yes. We'd like to read up on the smoldering sickness. And like, when you mention it, his face kind of goes like a little darker. Like, the smile kind of disappears a little bit. Uh, yes. Um, well, I'm afraid we don't have very much on that. Uh, come with me. And he, like, stands up and closes his eyes and then reaches out his hand for one of yours. Terrence does not. Come on. Come join hands. Is this normal? Why? Is this like a wizard? I'm going to go and look at the books. Come, come. Fine. Wait, we don't get to touch the books? All right, Briar, Briar takes his hand. I stay there. I take Briar's hand, and then look at her, and then take the wizard's hand. Uh, Why do you assume that he's a wizard? He, like, glances over at you, Dag. He's a wizard. He's a wizard. You coming? I'll, uh, I'll be here for when you... Oh, he, like, leave. they vanish. <laughs> uh, and, like, like, he suddenly lets go of you guys' hands, and you're, like, not at the front desk anymore. You're just in a bunch of bookshelves. And he goes behind you and like, ah, oh, here, here, this section here. Okay, they're books, not scrolls, right? There's a bit of both. It's He points to this section and it's like, at first you think he's talking about this whole, like, bookshelf. Mm-hmm. And then when you actually look at it, it's like two books and three or four scrolls in this small little section. Terrence pulls everything off the shelf mm-hmm. and sets it at a nearby table okay. and lights a candle. I mean, he did it, so I follow him there. start okay. pouring over yeah. the books, I guess. Cool. Uh, roll investigation. Roll reading comprehension. <laughs> yeah. Ten. Eight. <laughs> okay. So the information that you guys gathered during your time of reading is, for the most part, information that... Is kind of out there for everyone. It's not necessarily anything that's too insightful. But you guys know, I mean, some of you already know a lot of this anyway about that. Why it's called the smoldering sickness. Because the victims have a feeling of slowly burning from the inside out. You know, it's a rare curse believed to be brought on by uh, the... Exposure to magic. Yes, exposure to magic. I can think of the word exposure. Um, but Is it a specific type of magic? or a- um, There's not really any school of magic necessarily that anyone's been able to pinpoint. And there's a lot of theories like in mm-hmm. the different uh, scrolls more than the books. The books are mostly fact and the scrolls are mostly, this is what I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also known as the King's Curse, uh, named after the first victim who is King Kalon. Uh, who was king of the elves. When? Six. T. 200 years ago? Oh, wow. Okay. Terrence asks the old man, is there a physician in the city that might be an authority on this? Wait, okay, so there's no, like, sort of, like, reported incidents? Like, there's... No, one of the books would be a book listing. Like, Okay, so, like, could I see, like, what... Is it specific to any region? Right. Be- or age group or anything So, <laughs> the commonalities would be exposure to magic. Like, there's magic mm-hmm. users in the area. It's never broken out where there wasn't. And so, you'd see that most of the instances that have happened have been in the elf homeland, Feywood. Which would be your home, mm-hmm. both of you guys' homeland. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> and the the librarian, he's well, Ali's. You guys are reading this. He sort of checks in on you guys, and he also appears interested in this as well. He has brought by a few extra books from different sectors, um, and some of them have to do with alchemy, and there seems to be a herb that can help soothe the symptoms, but can't really cure. That's called the steel stalk. Oh, it looks like blades. Where are they found? uh, They're rare, and they're found in deep, dark woods. And they can hurt if you don't know they're there. They're like natural Hmm. traps because they feel like walking on blades. And the person that discovered this is the, the librarian informs you that he's the leading researcher on the smoldering sickness. And currently he's in Thaywood. Uh, figured that's where it originated. That's where he's studying out Mm -hmm. of. What's his name? Is he associated with like a local college or something? Not really. He's an alchemist. <clears throat> That's primarily what he's known for. Alden. A-L-D-A-N. He's a, not a gnome. A halfling. If you don't mind me asking, as me and Briar here have both been personally affected by the disease, I couldn't help but notice the way you reacted when I first asked about it. Uh, have you had experience with the disease at all? Oh, in my younger days, studying medicine in Faywood, there was an outbreak nearby, and uh, the refugees I helped, well, I tried to help. How long ago was this? Uh, time is hard to track these days. Uh, 10, 20 years or so. You helped with the refugees? Yes. Well, help is a strong word. I watched them die. What? Do you, what? There's little you can do to help with this sickness. What town were they from? Oh, I don't know. Wait, are you a doctor? I dabble here and there in a lot of things. So you helped soothe these people as they died. Did you? Did you see a little girl with a with an older woman? I a little... saw a lot of people. Dag, what are you up to? Uh, does the guy come back? Yeah. Yeah, not too long after getting them settled, he would come back to check on you. Alright. I look at him and I'm like, So, uh, I've, uh, I've heard of a spell called Resurrection. Mm, you got anything yes. on that? Oh, shit. Um, sure, you, yes, of course. He holds out his hand to you. I take And suddenly you're standing in front of a giant bookshelf. And looks like a bunch of different books on... I was going to say spell books. That's not what they are. Books on spells, on magic, all of that. And specifically points to these three books here really deal with uh, resurrection, what it breaks down to, the effects, what you need, all of that. Is this a spell you're able to cast? Not yet, but soon. It's a worthy goal. Well, or some usually, sometimes. I hope it is for you. I'll leave you to it. If you have any questions, ring one of the bells. And you, like, look in, on all of the bookcases, like, every section or so, there's just, like, a little bell you can ring. Okay. Do I find what I'm looking for? Sure, yeah. Have you rolled something? Any, you can, I mean, yeah, roll investigation. Uh, I'm going to use my inspiration. <laughs> okay. 20. All right, yeah, you... All of the information that is known about the resurrection is pretty much here in this library. So you'd see that it is um, a spell where you touch a dead creature that's been dead for no more than a century. If it's free and willing, it will return to life. Um, All mortal wounds restores any missing body parts. They all come back whole. Um, But for the most part, the spell is talked about highly. You know, it brings back people who are gone. It's a very powerful spell, and there are few people in the world who are that powerful enough to cast it. I uh, grab the pouch around my necklace and nod my head and go back. All right. So, everybody's adventures done for the day. You all meeting back at the diplomat's daughter. Did everybody find the information they were looking for? Some. Yeah, I suppose. 
That's that's about how everyone feels. You know, you didn't get exactly what you wanted, but you got to start. So back at the diplomat's daughter, maybe having some dinner together, talking, discussing things. The front door crashes open. A messenger boy comes in out of breath and looks up and like sees you guys and comes over and is like, uh, Scar, Detective Scarner, uh, the he told me to come over as quick as possible. Uh, the prisoner, um, prisoners here, uh, something about a chul. Thank you so much for listening to Damper Sands. If you like what you're hearing, do us a favor and head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Doing so really helps us grow our audience and reach new listeners who might also like what they're hearing. If you leave us that five-star review, then we might just read it out loud here on the podcast. This is the D&D show. This is the instrumental-only version. They asked for 60 to 90 seconds of instrumental only, and that's what you're listening to. Let's bring a beat in.